Well, hello. Hello. Welcome to our podcast. And we love making these, by the way. We do. We love it. We do. Hey, so Suze, I want to know how you're feeling this week. Well, I didn't expect your voice to pop on right away. And I'm mid-chew of a spoonful <laughs> of grape nuts. Have you ever eaten grape nuts? You just can't chew them fast and swallow them down. You can't. You could, you could choke and die. Yeah, All I right. always buy those when I get on a healthy kick. And then, yeah, I can't, I can't eat them. They're just not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mouth's clear. So what's new? How am I feeling? I'll tell you how I'm feeling, Di. I'm feeling like Cameron Fry on <laughs> Ferris Bueller right now. The beginning of the movie. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm that say. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I've been cool. praying for you. I just want you to know. Oh, great. Thank yeah. you. So what's up with you? Well, uh, my neighbor, Trish, remember? We How could of, I forget? What did we talk about? Yeah, my neighbor, Trish. I forgot what the whole subject was. But yeah, she had texted me. <laughs> yeah, anyway, she... Remember. I told you I don't remember anything, but she suggested we try carrot cake Oreos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't bother. No. (laughs) I love Trish, but don't bother. No, really? Yeah, yeah. Why? Explain yourself. It tasted like spice cake with with the filling, and it was, the filling was just a little bit over the top with cream cheese. It wasn't my... Wasn't my flavor, but I did try a half dozen, just not my thing. <laughs> well, what did it taste like? Did it have like little carrot cake stuff in it, like carrot cake does? No, it tasted like a spice cake, pretty much, which spice I like. I like a carrot cake. I just don't like a spice cake. I don't know what there's a flavor in there. Maybe it's nutmeg or something, but just not my thing. Oh, what is wrong with you? There's spice cake. Can you imagine? This is what I would do. Anybody who loves spice cake, go pick yourself up a bag of those. I haven't tried them yet, but I would get some of that, um, you know, the frosting and the the cans, yeah. the Betty Crocker kind or Pillsbury, and yeah. get the um, cream cheese frosting, right? And then dip the Oreo cookie <laughs> in the cream cheese frosting. Golly. Hey, you'll have to get some. You, you'll be happy to know it's almost like a double stuff. It's not a thin. Really? Yes, really. Oh, maybe okay, you... you try them this week. I want to hear what you have to say about it. Can't. It's not on my diet. If you open oh. it up, this is why I have to discuss this in detail. Do this, people. Do this for me. Open it up and then take the part that's left with the filling on it and swipe it through the frosting. <laughs> Just swipe. Don't dip. And then then put the lid back on and take a bite. It's going to be like an Oreo cookie some more. Yum. Now, that's another good idea right there. I just had die an Oreo cookie some more. Get your favorite Oreo cookie. Put in a cooked up marshmallow. Put the lid back on. And, oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, I'm going to leave that for everyone else to do and just... Hope All it's right. their thing. Okay. Oh. So anything new in your world besides not liking the cookie I think I love? I'm trying to think. I know it was a busy day at work, a busy week at work again. And I just, I can't get caught up. I don't know if the whole world is in, you know, this fast gear or what the deal is. But 
It's just busy out there. I'll tell you. Not busy for me. Well, I wish it weren't busy for me. Like so. I'm laying here in bed talking to you, eating um, <laughs> grape nuts. <laughs> well, I'm sitting at my desk because I work from home. So sitting at my desk one another day out of the week. <laughs> well, anyway. All right. So what are we talking about today, dear friend of mine? Well, the podcast is about when you are totally prepared and still a catastrophe happens. Like every day? I know. I know. But, but like, I mean. Like, oh. okay, here's a good example. Like, there's times that things are going real well and we're losing weight and starting to look really good, right? Yeah. And then your friends decide to invite you on a cruise. Yes. And you're prepared, but not for a cruise. My kids, you know, first of all, I would never go on a cruise. You could not pay me enough money. I wouldn't go for a million dollars. You know why? It's because, number one, even, this was even before COVID times when the whole ship comes back and it's quarantined. You get sick on a cruise and people don't come back from a cruise. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not saying some you watch too much Dateline. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Somebody inevitably goes missing. You know how did that uh, happen? Push. So no, I'll never go on a cruise. And um, <laughs> but my kids, oh, they're Disney Cruise fans. Huh. They I have love not done them. One. Yeah. Well, they've done several, but you've been on a cruise. I've been on two in, again, like the carrot cake Oreo cookies. Not my thing, but my mom wanted to go. So I went and then with my sisters and anyway. Was the food good? Um, well, I got really sick and was in my room. They told me, do not leave your room. Point taken. <laughs> Point taken. Okay. Moving or on. COVID, you know what? COVID can happen too, because I think COVID happened a lot to us. You know, people were working out in the gyms and doing whatever you could have been. And then, and <laughs> I had lost weight and I was keeping it off, doing good. COVID hits and I'm in my house night and day. Mm. No gyms to go to. Not that I ever went, but you know, that kind of thing. That's the COVID-19. It is. So I'm going to tell um, some a catastrophe that happened to me. And it's not about losing weight, but you'll understand that you can be prepared and still catastrophes happen. So here, here is my story. Boy, I had to relive this one. This was awful, Suze. Um, Suze and I, were, we talk about how we work for a cabaret singer and we published a newsletter and we interviewed older performers, some songwriters from like the 40s and 50s, that kind of thing anyways. He had a nightclub in New York and Tony Danza was appearing there and we or I thought it would be fun to interview him. And I always think I'm brave. I can handle it. I get these really great ideas and yeah, it, it's a catastrophe. Well, so. That's what worried me about this time because yeah, she's particularly enthralled with Tony Danza. And um, <laughs> I mean, like other than David Cassidy, Tony Danza was the one... <laughs> And um, so the thing is, though, she has had a history of going comatose when coming face to face with a favored celebrity. I mean, you got awful close to Brian May, and I'm surprised you didn't pass out cold. 
I really am. <laughs> because I've been with her. I have been with her when she's gone comatose. So I was a little bit worried, Di. That's funny. Well, <clears throat> Susie got permission for me to do this interview. They said, sure. And I went ahead and I sent him really smart thing on my part. I sent him the questions ahead that I was going to ask so that he'd have an idea of what he could uh, talk to me about, what I was going to ask him about. And mm-hmm. I was going to be on my own because I had moved to Utah. You were still in California. And, um, and, you know, I say I can do anything and I really believe it. And so I'm always shocked why, <laughs> when I get so scared. So anyway, so Tony's managers, uh, the office called and they said, okay, call on such and such a day at 2 p.m. and they'll patch the call through to him. And I thought, great. So I got all ready. I didn't want to miss a word of the interview. And <coughs> sorry, those great nuts choking you. Yes, they are. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, I knew I couldn't write fast enough. So to prepare, I borrowed my neighbor's tape recorder. She had a little one. And then I also had one of those little handheld ones. So I bought fresh batteries, new tapes. I had my questions. I had pens, pencils. I don't know why I needed a pencil, but I had a pencil, paper. I was ready. They were ready with cassette tapes. And the supersonic ultra recording devices. <laughs> How many years ago was that? What do you, I mean, do you even like if 15, 13, 15, I don't know. I mean, even if um, they'd had, and I think they did have ways to record off your phone, we wouldn't have known about them. No, no. So, um, oh, I'm sorry. So, Oh, okay. So they, they had decided that I should call it exactly two. And I thought, well, I can't call early. <laughs> you know, these things you never worry. If someone tells you call it two, you call it two. But when it's Tony Danza, I didn't want to call too early because I didn't want to look anxious. Yeah. I didn't want to call late because then I'm wasting his time. He might be cranky and not give me a good interview. And I decided two on the nose would be the right thing to do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So... I set up my neighbor's tape recorder on my guest bed mm. and I put the phone receiver by the, by the recorder so that it could listen to it. Right. I turned okay. it on. I went into my bedroom and I dialed and a nice lady answered and she was all ready for me. She patched me through to Tony and I turned on my little handheld recorder. It was kind of cool for its day, you know, and I put it between my ear and the telephone. I'm trying to hold all this. And oh. I, I didn't know I you were my... trying to put oh wow yeah and then how so, are you supposed to hold a pencil at the same time that that was yeah that's that's the rub yeah that's oh. the <laughs> so there's the notebook the extra notebooks the pen pencils extra pens and I've got everything across the bed and I never talk about this, but I have a very cool telephone voice. It's very special to me. Can you can you say? I mean, we're on the phone now, and I'm not oh. hearing anything special. Make it sound like you're you're special. <laughs> I can say, um, "Good afternoon. This is Diana. How may I help you?" Yeah, I have heard that voice. That is special telephone voice. <laughs> so because I've very heard light, you. not anxious. <laughs> No, it's like when we've been talking and then your work phone and I've heard you yeah. answer 
Yes. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay. Yeah. And, and one time I got a job as a receptionist and out of 110 people, I got the job because when she heard my telephone voice, she hired me out of 110 and I got fired six months later uh, <laughs> when they figured out I couldn't type. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> oh my gosh, this, oh, I hate this story, Susie. Okay. I know I hate it too, but keep going. Okay. So <laughs> they patched me through. Tony p- says, picks up his phone and he says, hi, doll. And on my notes, I was supposed to thank him for doing the interview. And I'm sure I did that. And then I suddenly realized I was supposed to ask my first question, but I couldn't because he called me doll. And it just, I was going in one motion and he stopped and, and we turned on a dime and I'm like, doll. Oh no. You know, no one had ever called me doll before anyway. So I asked him, what did he like best in show business? And this I had written down stage screen or TV. And he goes, show show business is like a combo plate, blah, 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 blah. Well, since he'd lost me at high doll, I, I got the part of the combo plate down because, um, because I love combo plates in restaurants. Right. So I can remember that, but I remember, you know, there I am trying to hold the phone and hold the recorder and my ear feels really big inside my head. And everything he said sounded like, you know, I'm Charlie Brown. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> so I was getting really nervous. And <clears throat> I was standing and I thought, I, I have to kneel down. I, was, I knelt down by the side of my bed. And I thought, I'm just going to concentrate on the questions. Oh, it wasn't so, to pray? <laughs> <laughs> I should have said, hold on, Tony. I got a big <laughs> I wasn't ready for that high doll bit. Anyway. <laughs> He was a great interviewee. He talked for 40 minutes straight. He was so nice. And, and I kind of would throw a comment in every once in a while. <clears throat> and I tried, I really did try, but, but I lo- had lost my focus and I still didn't recover 40 minutes later. Mm. And I can't remember much of our discussion, but we did talk about that TV show, Who's the Boss? And he told me something about Frank Sinatra. I don't remember the question, but he talked about Frank Sinatra being on Who's the Boss and blah, blah, blah. Something about his mom being there. His mom loved Frank Sinatra. He was, she, he was excited because his mom was, you know how that is. Yeah. And, uh, and I did see that episode, but the rest of his 40 minutes of talking was a blur. So. Oh my gosh. I, yeah, it was awful. I just, can I just say something here? Mm-hmm. This is completely his fault. You know, I've always felt that. And I, you have been in agony over this for years, years, people. And it didn't just affect her. It affected all of us. And, and if he had just not used his telephone voice, I'm telling you. And if he hadn't said doll, hi doll. I mean, you could have been, been just fine. What is that? So don't yeah. you worry. It's completely his fault. <laughs> what if you just said, well, hello, thanks for, you know, interviewing with yes. me today. Actually, that's what I, that I was, that's, you know how you daydream it in your head? That's what he said in my daydream in my head. Yeah. Well, how dare he? How dare you, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. I'm sorry. 
Okay, so finally, I asked him if he had a recipe, and he said, I have my famous marinara sauce recipe. And, uh, oh, can we put that on Instagram? Yeah. Okay. okay. I've got to find it. Okay. I'm sure I have it somewhere. Okay. <laughs> if not, we'll put a fake one in. He, he didn't see the interview. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No one did, actually. Okay, keep going. No. <laughs> Uh, so I said, can you give us your, give me your recipe? And he said, yeah, have you got a pen and a paper? Well, of course, when he told me to get a pen and a paper, I got the pen and the paper and he gave me the recipe and I wrote it all down because you, you know, we used to pass recipes over the phone all the time back in the old days before you could email them to each other. Yeah. But, uh, Anyways, I'm sure I thanked him. My ears still felt really big, and we said our goodbyes and hung up. Wait, didn't he? Was I know his recipe had a lot of like. Wait, hang on. Let me see if I can find it. Here, 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 here. Throw a dash of wine, or maybe two. <laughs> it's got a lot of alcohol in it. Yeah. Well, he kept saying that, and put more wine in, and put more wine in. I'm like, okay. So I kept writing it down. But anyway, I don't want you to make uh, that recipe. I don't. Maybe if I ever have to talk to him again, I bet that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I got the tape recorder off the bed, guest bed, rewound the tape, and all I could hear was me and the empty sound of bed sheets, and I just started to panic. I called Susie and I cried, <laughs> and she was upset. She said, It's going to be okay. We're okay. Just get it to a professional and have a CD made where they can pull out the sound. You remember? No, I had seen that on TV, like those crime shows. shows. Oh, yeah. So I know they could do that. Maybe it was in a, the tape recorder was in a a room where the cruise was going on. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, so I walked in. I found the guy on the yellow pages. And all I could say is, thank goodness I never have to see him again. Because I walked in and I told him the whole story from Tony Danza and High Tall and High Doll to the empty sound of the bed sheets. And he worked for an entire day and could not pick up anything Tony said. And he made me a copy of me interviewing Tony. Oh. That's what was on the CD, just me interviewing Tony. We're, but and you he, actually spoke and said words. You you yeah. did give questions. Well, I could he mostly just talked I mean he was really good and 40 minutes of non-stop talking you know and I interjected a little bit he said he'd been in Utah lived in Utah and I tried to talk about Utah I couldn't come up with anything oh Oh my god that part it was awful embarrassing (laughs) sorry I didn't know that so this guy charged me $35 and sent me on my (laughs) robbery oh god okay well so then after it once once the interview didn't work okay once the the um uh tape uh, getting the tape recorder done that didn't work the tapes so i went to plan i guess i'm on plan c uh we had two really nice neighborhood nice families in our neighborhood (laughs) and their husbands were military or so they said, wink, wink. Because when yeah. I was a little girl, we had a friend who said he was in the military, and it turns out he was a CIA agent. So I called my neighbor ladies, and I 
explained the whole story, hide all the bed sheets and the whole thing. And I said, look, I know you say your husband's in the military, but just in case he's in the CIA and you're not allowed to tell me, do you think your husband could translate these tapes? You know, like how they've done on Watergate, that secretary yeah. had erased the tapes. The Democrats figured out a way to bring it out. I know the CIA, they could have done this for me. That's maybe so what I saw on TV. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so I said, I know you can't tell me, so I'll just come by this. <laughs> they must have thought, what an idiot. But I said, I'll just come by your house tonight and leave tapes, my tapes in a brown paper bag on your doorstep. Oh, and your husband can bring it back fixed and leave it on my doorstep. And I will never tell another living soul, not even Tony. <laughs> These ladies would admit to nothing. They giggled the whole time, but they would admit to nothing. Well, and why I, wouldn't, um, did they, ne they didn't help you? Well, I don't know if wives are allowed to know if their husbands are in the CIA, but I would think they would know, right? But they no. couldn't admit it. You know, you're not allowed to admit it. No, they can't know. It's like that's what secret. I know from other TV shows. Um, oh. Is it that they couldn't or they wouldn't? Because I think yes. it's that they had no idea themselves. But did you really leave tapes on their doorsteps in a brown paper bag? No, that's what I was going to do. I said, I'm going to come by tonight and leave the, brown, the, the tapes in a brown paper bag. And they're like, Diana, no, my husband can't help you really, no. And then I had another neighbor lady. She worked for the FBI and I told her and asked if she could help. I got another big no, but I know the FBI could have done it. But anyway, and then I mailed everything to you so you could listen and figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Look, I listened to the first 30 seconds. And I had to turn it off. I could hear how nervous you were. Yeah. And I couldn't take it. It made me a wreck. <laughs> I had like two Xanax left. You see, we had to live with my parents while this house was being built. <laughs> and I had prescriptions i had an inhaler for when i suddenly lost my ability to breathe and had a big old bottle of xanax and i had two left i was just saving them i had to take one i had to take one i just couldn't handle it oh i know it was awful and here's the worst part is i told him we would send him copies of the interview. Of course, I yeah. can remember that part of the conversation, but anyway, it was awful. Oh, so. Anyway, well, it didn't go away and I couldn't watch the, any of the TV shows. I'd have to turn the channel. It was awful. I mean, for years. And if I thought about it too much, I'd get that, you know, that stomach problem. I'd get that stomach problem and anyway, have to go to the bathroom. So anyway. Uh, well, you know, would you ever go meet him now and then say to him, hey, Tony, I have a confession to make? No. Why? <laughs> we don't work for the singer anymore. Okay. Here's, he, he travels all over. And so we could um, go see him. <clears throat> and I bet we could get backstage. We know how to get those things done, right? <laughs> well, yes. Yes, we do. But He's going to think to himself, yeah, well, give me a second. Let me think. I know. I don't think he'll remember. No, he'll say, Diana. Diana, hmm. And then he's going to put two and two together. And you won't get backstage, but I will. And then I'll tell <laughs> Tony, listen, doll. 
Oh my gosh. Cuz I have no problem when I'm face to face with a celebrity. I vomit before. You do. Not not during or after. And I can remember telling you, it's not a big deal. Quit freaking out. And then yeah. we get there and I'm it's a big deal for me anyway. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, so well, 13 years later, I just want everyone to know I it seemed like it was 13, 15 years later. I can barely watch him on TV now. But I have to say this about him. He was the nicest man. And he <clears throat> treated me the way you want to be treated by somebody famous. And it would have worked out so much better. He just wouldn't have said hi, doll. So, and you know, that, that doesn't happen very often. We've met a lot of famous people. And <clears throat> they more times than not are not how you would want them to be right uh, we've been very fortunate though to the ones that we have met and gotten to know have all been those people and and to be quite fair our cabaret friend is a really great guy and all his friends were too yeah for and, the most and, part. And, yeah, and, and they people would treat us nicely when we'd ask for interviews and stuff like that. It was it was a good deal. It was nice. Yeah. But uh, you know, you do see and hear those horror stories now that everything's on Facebook and Instagram and all that yeah. stuff. But anyway. Oh. All right. Are you ready for the unsolicited advice? I am. I okay. I am. If if Tony Danza calls you a doll, don't let it get to you. He probably calls all the girls that. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> and I'm very sorry for eating grape nuts during your story. That is okay. I just you didn't expect eat. it to start so fast. And I had a full <laughs> bowl. Well, you can't get a full bowl of grape nuts because you'd never be able to eat it. Right. It's like, right. I, no, it's like an eighth of a cup. Yeah. So, you know, anyway. Well, there's probably some more unsolicited advice in that comment there somewhere. There <laughs> we'll is. We'll figure it out, right? There is. <laughs> so, okay, guys. Well, goodbye. this has been fun. I'm going to go have some more. But you know what? I can't lift the box. Did I tell you it was four pounds? Four pound box. <laughs> I I, a, that would be a 10-year supply. Uh-huh. It really would. They used to be so tiny, but literally this box is a four-pound box. Anyway. I digress. An unexpected catastrophe if you drop that one on the, all over the floor. So, yeah, right or on your toe. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's my Life could advice. Get worse. <laughs> Don't get the four pound box. Okay, guys, thanks for following us tonight or listening in. And follow us on Instagram at 30 Year Diet. Okay, bye. bye. Have a good one.